Hello, and welcome to the RV Lifestyle Experts, the podcast. My mission is to help make your RV lifestyle flow smoothly. Every month, I bring a new insight to the RV lifestyle. With 25 years living full-time on the road, my viewpoint may bring a little excitement or clarity to your day. Let's hear it for the RV Park entrepreneurs. Finally, the RV Park Express idea is starting to take hold. You may remember past podcasts or blogs of mine that discuss this concept of basic drive-through RV parks springing up along highways along the country. RVTravel.com's Rush and Tina Damaris investigated this latest sighting of possibly a prototype for the rest of the nation. If you're interested in owning an RV park, now is a good time to invest in one or two. An excellent investment can be an in-and-out RV park. This type of park can easily be constructed on a small parcel of land outside populated areas. Close to a freeway off-ramp is ideal or on the main street of a small town that has a gas station and a diner. This type of property is usually cheaper than surrounding options. So secure several acres of land, install 15, maybe up to 30 RV sites, offer electric, water, and sewer, or provide one sewer dumping spot available to customers as they enter or leave the park. Provide the utilities for overnight parking at a low rate with a limit on the stay. No other amenities provided. The few in-and-out parks I've seen in the past, primarily in western states, charge $15, but today's rate could be $30 or more depending on the location. Much of the management can be automated and one person can handle the maintenance With the high-tech designs available today, customers can come and go 24-7 without any interaction with the staff. As an example, Weary Traveler is opening this fall on I-65 in Seymour, Indiana. When it's complete, 30 pull-through sites with full hookups and Wi-Fi access. Advanced online reservations are available and a gate code lets you in for the night. At the cost of $39 for a 14-hour stay, a safe place to park is assured. So, check out RV Travel's Russ and Tina Damaris' article, Is a Self-Serve RV Park Coming Alongside a Highway Near You? For all the details. Just imagine, traveling becomes so much less stressful if you know that at the end of the day, a clean, safe spot is waiting for you. Most travelers spend less than eight hours in an overnight stop, so that opens that site again for business. Think about thousands of this type of RV parking across the country. This takes the stress off of local parks and draws in more travelers previously leery of staying overnight on a dark street or vacant lot. RVers spend money on food and drinks nearby, so good for the economy, too. With a little promotion targeting RV traffic, 
possibly a large freeway sign marking the spot. These low-cost sites could be busy day in and day out. A nice little business with few headaches and low overhead. Money coming in 24-7. What a deal. One day last week, I stumbled across an old article in Trailer Life by Gaylord Maxwell. Few of you remember this charming entrepreneur of yesteryear. He founded Life on Wheels, the seminar that most of us old-timers attended when we first started the RV life. Maxwell offered personal insight into the pros and cons, do's and don'ts, of entering the exciting world of full-time RVing. He offered a test of 25 questions that you can answer to compare your attitudes about how you want to live your life with the characteristic ones of RV full-timers. It helped to determine whether or not you're suited to the RV full-timing lifestyle. We can get carried away by the glamour and regret the decision later, so this test is very helpful. The test asks you to choose the answer that best describes your feelings. It's the best exam you can take before you start living on the road. As an example, question number one, most of the time I feel that A, happy and completely content with my home, family, and my present mode of living, or B, I would like to go more, do, and see more, or C, we live in a lousy world and there's not much anyone can do about it. Which one fits your personal? Or number two, my idea of a perfect Sunday afternoon is to A, sit in a comfortable chair, eat snacks, and watch a TV special. Or B, work at my hobby alone. Or C, take a drive in the country on a road we've never taken before. Question three. At a large gathering of people, A, I sometimes start conversations with strangers, or B, I usually find a quiet spot at the side and watch, or C, I talk only with people I know. When planning a trip, I like to choose roads I'm familiar with, or select roads I've never taken before, or stay on the interstates when possible. Here's a good one. My spouse is my best friend, or bores me much of the time, or generally does what he or she likes and I do my own thing. Think about this question a moment. In heavy traffic or on mountain roads, I'm usually nervous or terrified, or I watch the scenery or the people in their cars. Or C, I am usually bored. Or this one. Given the choice, I would choose the first to see Carlsbad Caverns. Or my favorite soap opera. Or a pro football game. Then there's this one. My idea of the perfect way to travel is by air, staying and eating at hotels. Or by automobile, staying at motels and eating at restaurants. Or C, by motorhome or towing a travel trailer. How about this one? 
I'm happiest when I'm involved in a familiar routine or I am embarking on a new adventure or I am alone in my favorite room. Here's a good one. My experience in RVing, A, never having done it, so I don't know anything about it, or B, rather new at it, but I like it very much so far, or C, been at it for several years and love it. This one certainly has a telling answer. How do I feel about my home? A, it provides me with the roots that I must have, or B, I love it, I'm very sentimental about it and could never give it up, or C, I like it, but it isn't absolutely crucial to my happiness. Try this one out for size. Given the option, I would usually drive 100 miles out of the way rather than drive through Los Angeles, or drive over a curvy mountain road rather than a flat desert road, or not drive at all if I could ride with someone else. What do you think of this one? If I won the lottery, my first big purchase would be a new house or presents for all my relatives or a new motorhome or trailer. This last question is obvious if you answered C, you win the prize for full-timer of the year. Maxwell scored the answers this way. If you get 23 to 25 correct, your chances of becoming successful full-time are excellent. Pack your rig and get going. 20 to 22 correct answers. Probably you'll do okay, but you may have to work on a few problems now and then. Keep the house for a while. 15 to 19 correct answers. Success is up in the air. Looks like you would encounter some bumpy roads as a full-timer. Test the waters carefully with a trial run, say six months, before you cut home ties. If you only get 10 to 14 answers correct, success is doubtful. If you try full-timing, do so with your eyes open to the fact that you need to overcome some very anti-full-timing attitudes. If you answer nine or less, do yourself and others a favor. You'll be happier if you stay at home. This quiz really hits the mark. The most important question in my mind would be the one about the spouse. If you're thinking about becoming full-timers, take the complete 25-question test for yourself at www.rv.com forward slash archive forward slash the Maxwell Full-Timing Aptitude Test. When you get to the Maxwell Full-Timing Aptitude Test, add a hyphen between each word, such as the hyphen, Maxwell hyphen, full hyphen, timing hyphen, aptitude hyphen test. The site lets you print the test and take your time answering. After all, it's all about you. You may find the results surprising. Before you dash off to join us in RVing adventures, knowing more about this new lifestyle cuts down on the confusion and even the fear. Don't leave home without one of my reference books. The best reading for the new RVer is the RV Lifestyle Collection. 
It contains three books in one volume. All the ebooks are written specifically from a woman's viewpoint. If you're starting as a solo, join the many thousands of us today on the road. For Women Only Traveling Solo is the first volume. From learning how the onboard appliances operate to where to park, the tips are easy to read. Keep it close by to answer questions while on the road. Motorhome Care and Maintenance, the second volume, opens the door to understanding the maintenance basics of these complicated machines, how to deal with mobile repair people, what needs to be on your calendar for regular care, and info you need about safety and vehicle weight balance, plus a few driving tips thrown in. The third volume, How to Save Money, offers tips on how to save on the big items, like that first RV, plus how to buy it long distance if necessary. Also find helpful tips on the best RV clubs and where to find cheap parking. Everything you need to know is somewhere within these three volumes. Build confidence and be prepared. Don't leave home without the RV Lifestyle Collection. Look on the podcast description page for a link to buy it on Amazon. Until next time, see you down the road.